Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 155 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, your lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, Juan Solo. What? That's what your shirt says. Oh, yeah. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. Yeah. yeah. You have that cool shirt we yeah. got from our Houston trip. Yeah, we went to that place <laughs> called Chewy's. I had an allergic reaction, and I was like, well, I got to buy a shirt. It's good food besides yeah. the allergic reaction yeah. that you had. So, I, don't, I still don't know what triggered it. Uh, was it in the salsa? Maybe. Oh. I mean, like, was it before the entree came? No, it was like during the entree. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. I Interesting. Wow. Maybe there was fresh grass in it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> would that have a would that have an effect on me? No. Okay. Just wondering. I've, I've, I've wondered that before. You've tested that theory? I've tested that theory. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so how's it going? Uh, it's good. I have you, no host chat agenda today. Yeah. yeah. It's just been, <laughs> you know, fall break, so. Yeah. Uh, the gr- So me and the girls went to my mom's house yesterday since... Um, we didn't have a staff meeting mm-hmm. or anything like that, so I took them to see Grandma, and they had fun doing that. And mm-hmm. you know, Adeline's tagging around with me today, and then she'll go back to school tomorrow. Yep. School closures just kind of throw throw you. I know for an entire they do loop. that for everybody. I yeah. know, I know. It's easier when they get older. I will say. Yeah. It is because you know it's just like all Mallory wants to do is be on her phone and draw. So. That's about what Adeline. At the same time. Adeline's on my iPad and draw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do remember when Mally used to confiscate my devices, and I so I mm-hmm. I loved it when she finally had her own like that. So um, <clears throat> we are. Uh, I need to clear something up. Okay. Just you know to make it clear, um, we've we've been confused. We haven't known for sure where we are in our Acts series. So, but just to make it well known, documented, mm-hmm. we have completed twenty three weeks of the series. So I know you were. Yeah, you were wondering that too. Justin asked that from the stage Sunday, yeah. and I thought it was twenty two, and he thought twenty one, and you had it numbered as twenty one. And so, um, oh, you didn't count the September third date, so maybe it's not twenty three. Maybe it is twenty two. And then I called Student Sunday, Student Sunday, even though we were in the mm-hmm. Act series. Now, because now that makes you want to go back again while we're. On the air. When did we start this series anyway? That's terrible <laughs> radio chat is going, let me count this. Let me count while you do that. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I can tell you when it started. One, two. I can you, t- you talk while Well, I I'll tell you this. When next Sunday goes up, I will number it as X week 22. You will? Yeah, because then it throws off the whole thing. Then it'll look like they've missed one. <laughs> And then they'll look for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, I guess I'll allow it. We just kind of we just kind of do whatever YouTube says because that's the only oh rec- well no <laughs> that that's like the only place where it's like well that in our podcast where it's actually recorded what yeah. week it is otherwise yeah. it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, true. But it is kind of like what would we say? Whenever we finish the series, we'll have done thirty weeks. Yeah, or twenty nine, of- depending. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be 30, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we've been doing this a while. Yeah. Let's just, let's and just, and it's make been that a good official. series. I've, I've enjoyed it very much. So, so it's, 
it's been good. And and it's kind of funny. Um, It's even like there's like the last two weeks have really been about listening and leaning in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like there's aspects, almost series within the series. Or oh, like yeah. parters, like a theme and, yeah. that kind of overarches. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a couple weeks in each part of the series. Sure. Like you could even break it up into like Holy Spirit, the yeah. first several, and, and then, then yeah, and then just ca- yeah, it's, yeah it really is a kind and, of neat. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, this is the time of year when um, you probably do this too, um, but. It's we've gotten into a bit of a routine yep. as far as like our schedules and everybody in school and all that. And so this is the time of year when I'm planning into January and February in the spring mm-hmm. uh, as far as looking ahead. And so my creative juices have been flowing in that regard. And I've um, been doing a lot of things. I am. Today we're going to talk about we're going to continue the conversation from, well, what we've been talking about in Acts and a little bit about um kind of what Justin touched on Sunday about what Paul chose to endure yeah. um, for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of this just centers around um, different words you could use, evangelism, um, sharing your testimony, um, being a witness, you know, all of those kind of encompass, they're all in the same lane there, if you will. And I'm really, really excited. I was just talking to you, Josh, about this uh, in the office that um, about the series and a corresponding initiative campaign that we're going to have in the new year about inviting people. And I'm really excited about it. And it probably doesn't sound exciting when I say it like that, but uh, we're still working out some of the details, like name and stuff like that. But I'm super excited because I've already worked on the the January seventh message mm-hmm. and um, kind of the theme for that day and well, where if we're you're going. if you're listening to back back to back podcasts, this is the thing you were discussing at staff meeting week before last mm-hmm. or last week that you were super <laughs> excited about, and everyone's like, "Tell Crickets. us more!" Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still working on the tell it more part, but it's it's coming and it's going to be good. So yeah, it it sounds really cool. I'm excited for it, and it's. I mean, it's something that the church is, should always be constantly doing. Well, and I'll tell you, one of the reasons I'm, one of the reasons I think I feel excited about it right now is um, <clears throat> I wanted to point out to people uh, what we have. You know, we talk about inviting people to church and what does that mean? What does that look like? And um, it's definitely not about um, developing programs and events just to say that we have programs and events. Yeah. But I did look at the calendar in the new year, Mm -hmm. January through Easter even, and I saw... We have a lot of events. Incredible, yes, but I was going to say the incredible opportunities Mm -hmm. that we have to invite people to to, to come to church. Yeah. And um, in the new year, that's what people are, a lot of people have made that kind of resolution. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get back to it. Um, Lose weight and go to church. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so, I don't know, I'm just, I, I know I'm probably nerding out on this, and this is 
you know, it's what I do for a well, living. I so, mean, but, but you I'm, have <laughs> you have your things that you nerd out on, and then like when there's new when, tech, when there's new tech, I'm all over it. And we're like, okay. And there's <laughs> you should see some of the staff meetings when like I. Exp- <laughs> it's it's kind of the same thing like when you explain that when I explain something and everyone's like sure okay hey I want to do this and this and this and it'll work out yeah. this way and blah 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 and they're like okay well see and that's what's kind of scary whenever you whenever we do that because it's like this is an initiative like a this is almost like a uh, like a a budget like a fundraising campaign but we're not doing this about money this is about Getting people. people excited about inviting, mm-hmm. and um, and so if I'm the only one excited about it, then it won't won't go off that well. No, <laughs> we're still in the process yeah. of, of what it's going to be, you know, how we're going to package this, you know, yeah. and share it with everybody. But I'm super excited about it. So, mm-hmm. um, anything else before we jump into today's topic? I mean, we've already kind of wandered into it, but now let's jump in. Okay, so whether it was the 23rd, the 22nd, or the 21st Sunday of the series, <laughs> we talked about, <laughs> Justin shared um, about Paul's, uh, he's part of, this is part of his uh, third missionary journey, he's going to Jerusalem, and he had friends and prophecy saying, this is going to be a difficult time. Well, prophecy said it's going to be, you're not going to like it, uh, right. it's going to be difficult for you. Uh, friends said... It's going to be painful, so don't go. Um, you know. So Justin talked about one being obedient to that calling, but then two, knowing even how do you hear from God? He, he shared about that. Um, but the, what I wanted to kind of pull from that, uh, in regard to Paul, is that in spite of the prophecy that really just said this is what's going to transpire, and in spite of his friend's warning, Paul was like. Nope, I'm going to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm supposed to go to Jerusalem. And he wasn't just going to go. He wasn't just going to arrive there. He wasn't going um, even really to to die there. He was going because he was going to have an incredible opportunity to share the message of Jesus, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to look at this coming Sunday yeah. for sure. Um and so Paul shares his his uh, his testimony, and um, he starts to share this. And again, I think this is another reason I'm excited about where we're going in January because we're kind of right in the middle of this right now in the book of Acts. But what you find Paul doing, and you can go and look this up in, in Acts chapter 22, is Paul shares his story of of how he was converted from being a not just a he wasn't just a non-Christian. He was a hater of Christians. Mm, he was yeah. a persecutor of Christians. Yeah. So it wasn't even he was just like neutral. He was totally on the other side. Right. And um, he shares this story in, in verses 1 through 5, this this account. Um, so how do we translate that into where we are? One thing I see from Paul is that our personal stories of how we encountered Christ are these incredibly powerful tools that we can use to share our faith with other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our story, you know, um, I could... The, the, the powerful thing about our story, Josh, is that um, when I tell you my story, like from when I didn't know Jesus to the day I said yes to him and even beyond that, and I, and I share with you, let's say I'm sharing with you my story. Right. 
there might be aspects of it you go, I don't know about that, or I don't, you know, that seemed kind of, I don't know if I would have done that, or whatever, you know, like you have your your thoughts on it, but you don't sit there going, she's lying to me. Right. You, you're going, she's recounting her story. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you don't refute someone's experience. No. Often. No. I know we live in a very calloused world where we often do that, but but if we're in a one-on-one conversation in person, right? Um, usually we're like, okay, this person's telling me their story. They're telling me their experience. You know, I'm not, I'm not like questioning everything they say. No. There's something about the personal aspect of that that's powerful. Yeah. Um, because even if I were to send it to you in a message. You know, you might be like, oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. Or, you know, I'm, this is if you're like a skeptic, I guess I, we should point that part out. Like, Right, right, right. But that one-on-one face-to-face conversation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, you're going to be a lot more open-minded and a lot, and have a much more open heart. I would think so, yeah. 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 And so when we look at what Paul's doing in light of persecution and pain and suffering that we don't experience, so let's just notice yeah. that up, uh, yeah. off the top is like when we talk about sharing our stories it's not coming with a prophecy most likely that it's going to be difficult we don't have our friends saying oh no don't talk about jesus like we don't we don't deal with that no we don't have that so we can take that off the table and go all right here i am i'm gonna tell my story there's there's power in our story and um we should be prepared to do that i want to share a couple of scripture references Talking about the power of the story, this is one of my um, one of my favorite verses out of Revelation. Ooh. <laughs> but it talks about how the believers. It says they. You, it, they don't say the believers, but you, when you read the whole context, you know it's it's the the Christians, the 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 followers of Jesus. Right. They they triumphed over him, or it says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. You're talking about the enemy, him, mm-hmm. and so they're. The word of our testimony and 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 Jesus' sacrifice for us, mm-hmm. his life given for us and his resurrected life, um, that gives us, that is powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the word of our testimony is powerful. In Psalm 107.2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, right? You know, the you're thinking of the hymn, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Isn't that what it is? I don't know. I think know. it is. Yeah. Right? It says, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. So it's like, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Speak. Tell the story. Um, in Galatians chapter 1, this is what Paul writes later. And so you know this is who he is. This is his heart for why he goes to Jerusalem. And this is what he wrote to the church in Galatia. He says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. So he's like, I didn't make this up. This isn't a fable. You know, this isn't Aesop's fable or anything like that. He says, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. And he's talking about his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, of course. Right. Um, So there's, there's power in our story. Like when someone says, the Lord appeared to me, or the voice of the Lord spoke to me and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You, you lean listen. in yeah. and listen, and there's the theme, yeah. right? Like, we lean into stories. I mean, I've said this so many times, and it happens every, it, it happens every time, Josh. I'll be telling, I'll be in my sermon, and I will say something like, you know, when I was a kid, or one time when I was 12, or whatever, and I will see people lean in. 
Yeah. I will see people who didn't have eye contact with me suddenly make eye contact. I will see people look up. Well, there, there's like psychology to that about that we are people of stories. Mm-hmm. We are. That yep. uh, someone can be telling us things. Information. Information mm-hmm. that we could care less about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if they relate it to a story, we are more apt to not only listen, mm-hmm. but remember mm-hmm. the information that they were tying mm-hmm. that tying to that story. I wonder why Jesus told stories, do you think? It, you know, he <laughs> might have had that psychology figured out before yeah. some weird dude in the 20s did. Yeah. Well, and you even think about, like, the Old Testament, b- before it was even a written word, mm-hmm. It was an oral history that was yep. shared over and over again, and it was they were part of the story. This mm-hmm. was like our forefathers, you know. This was about. I only have one father. <laughs> ah. um, so, like the power of the story. Um, so, what Paul does is he we know talking about from from Sunday's message and where we are in the book of Acts. He's he's going to Jerusalem, and when he gets there, he's going to share. Um, what has happened in his life, and and there's power in this. Now there's a, there's this whole deal um, where in one scenario he is speaking um, Aramaic or Hebrew, but probably Aramaic. And another he'll switch and he'll speak um, Greek, and then another time he'll speak um, uh, to the Roman like I uh, can't remember the his title, like a soldier or uh, some sort of official, and he'll speak. Yeah, uh, his language, and mm-hmm. so it's like this switcheroo he does. He's he's you know trilingual at best, at um, worst. Yeah, at worst. Yeah, and um, so he does this. And why does he do this? Because he knows his audience. He knows who he's speaking to. Yeah, and that's another thing I found from this that it, that I want to pick up on is that one, each and every one of us, if we're a follower of Jesus, we have a story to tell, and people will listen to it. And it is powerful. God's word tells us so. And if we will know our audience, there's an opportunity there for that story to have an even greater impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if I got up and told my testimony to an entire group of Spanish-speaking people, but I spoke in English and there was not an interpreter, my power, my, my it's testimony gonna fall flat. Power. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so. That's just a, a little example. Of course, Paul wasn't, he didn't need an interpreter. He spoke to his audience. He knew them. He didn't just know their language, but he knew where they were coming from, like how they processed, how they viewed culture and society. Right. And I think um, you probably follow some of these different things on, on Instagram, Josh, but like um, one thing that Christians like to do is to make fun of other Christians. Oh, 100%. And, and a lot of time in humorous ways. Yes. Like not, you know. Not like, mean. Yeah. Well, some can be, but, but you know, like they'll take like so, a re- someone did a really bad job of a song or something and you yeah. hear it. or Epic worship fails. <laughs> Deuteronomy memes. Yes. <laughs> so, because um, I saw one today and it was like, this is the worst recorder performance ever and it was like a christmas concert and it's a guy playing a recorder but you could tell actually it was a it was a sound over like it wasn't the yeah, actual performance it was like those bad lip readings yeah yeah but it was still hilarious because yeah. it was like <laughs> or like one of my favorite <laughs> some of my favorites right now are like taking uh mm. pastors that we know don't preach the gospel very well oh yeah yeah and then they're having like those Oof, responses man and it's like cutting but tell them what mm. 
Yeah. It's 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 bad. It's, it's so funny it's though. It's so bad. It's funny. But so my point being knowing your audience, there are times when we could um you know, you know how some people are like afraid to work with, you know, like middle school students or high school students cuz they're afraid they're not like cool enough or whatever. Yeah. And you can be like out of, you know, I'm I've kind of just you just worry about not relating. <laughs> right. Well, I've just I've just decided that I'm so out of their realm. I'm just going to be myself and hope that that's the genuine aspect yeah. that comes across instead of trying to be somebody the, I'm not. The cool. I'm the cool pastor. Riz. <laughs> yeah. So stuff this like that. This is bussin'. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love to say those kinds of things in front of my daughter. And she's like, stop. Anyway, so um, she hates it. Oh, she can't stand it. Like, I'm going to play this portion of the podcast on Thursday afternoon when I pick her up from school and she's going to die in the car. So, (laughs) And Mallory, hundreds of people listen (laughs) to your mom just say bussin'. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Anyway, my point being, knowing your audience. S-A-W-R-Y. Sorry. (laughs) Rar. All right, so... (laughs) We need to stop. I need to stop now. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Knowing our audience is important. It really is. Um, and so to being able to reference culture and history is important. But but sometimes you can completely not know your audience. Oh, and, well, and, yeah. And speak. I'm not saying that God's word's not powerful. but Because, mm. um, you know, someone could get up there in a monotone and, and give their testimony, and the Holy Spirit can use that. Yeah. However, there's opportunities that we should be aware of he gave us a mind to think and figure out when our story mm-hmm. works and when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I. I kind of feel. Um, you know, for oh, I'm already, I already forgot his name. I've been looking so far ahead in January. The name of the kid that fell out of the three story building and and bumped his head. Oh, uh, is he got a funny name? <laughs> I can't remember it right now. Nope, that's no, not. No, nope. it's not Theophilus. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, you know, Paul went on for a really long time. Come on, Paul, know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't hear about 40 people falling out of the window. If that had been the case, you'd be like, Paul, you didn't know your audience. Those people couldn't stay awake. So um, anyway, point being, we should know our audience. Paul, he tailored his message to his audience. He spoke in the Hebrew language. Um, he referenced their culture, their history, and so when we want to share our faith, we need to understand the backgrounds and the concerns of people we're speaking to. What's his name? I'm still looking at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is horrible that there, I'm... There's a lot of news articles that is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I love, well, what I can do is I can just go to my scripture and look it up and see what we're looking working with here. This Eutychus. Is, Eutychus, yes. E-U-T-Y-C-H-U-S, I think. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, Eutychus. So, poor Eutychus, like I said, wouldn't you hate to be the guy that's names in the Bible forever and ever and ever as being the one that nodded off while the 24-hour message was going? <laughs> There's worse people that fall asleep. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, the yeah, disciples yeah. in the <laughs> praying with Jesus and that's they right. fall asleep. Like, Can't you just stay away I'd rather be there. the kid that falls out of a building than... And gets um, brought back to life. Yeah, I'd rather so, be that guy. Yeah, you'd rather be Eutychus than, yeah. than the... The Sleepy disciples. disciples so. Yeah. Um, so there's power in this. So all right, we're talking about Paul and his message, and there's power in this. We know from Revelation and Psalms and Galatians um, that it's important for us to know our audience like Paul did. But then 
kind of circling back to our testimonies and the importance of that. This is, I want to read to you well, a couple of different verses, actually. Um, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. And then here comes the one that most of us have heard many times. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Mm, yep. So we not only sh- should we share our story, and we not only is it powerful, it. and not only should we know you know, understand our context that we're in, that we're speaking. Um, We don't change our story, by the way, just because our context changes. No. But understanding it is helpful. Yeah. Um, But not, so not only do we know it's powerful and we should share it and we should know our context, but we should be prepared at all times, like you just said, to give it. Yeah. And like there are certain contexts where I probably wouldn't be the one to volunteer to tell my story. And then Mm -hmm. there's other Mm -hmm. points where I'd go, yeah, this is when this is the place I should be telling my story. Give an example. I think I know where you're going with this. Well, that was where I was going. Okay. Um, Well, look, can I can I set you up? Yeah, go ahead. So, if we were out doing uh, ministry to people, and uh, we were talking to a, there were two different groups we were about to go talk to, and I was like, all right, I need people to share at both of these groups. One group are people who have never heard about Jesus in their life, and they they don't know anything, and then the other group are people who grew up in church their whole life, but they've walked away from the faith. Yeah, I'm, which one are you going to? Josh? I'm with the ones that uh, grew up in the church. Yeah, because that's your context. because that's my context. Because right. I, not that you couldn't not speak that to those people. I, no, and and there's still message in that story for, sure. for them. That's right. To those that don't know Jesus yeah. or hadn't heard of it. But when I open with, I don't remember the first time I went to church. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Yep. If if there's not a, a spiritual power making their ears listen, mm-hmm. their ears are off. Mm-hmm. Right, and so someone who's never been in a church might go, "Well, this isn't for me. Yeah. This story isn't for me." Yeah, not saying that there's not power. And it's not. Way. And but I need to be prepared. Correct. In that scenario, to share my story, mm-hmm. but it's not something I would volunteer because I <laughs> because from a practical standpoint, my story wouldn't serve them best without mm-hmm. gospel. Intervention, probably. <laughs> you know? I, like that t- I like that term, gospel intervention. I like that. Um, okay, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go in here a little bit more, not on you exactly, but just the idea of it. Is it is it probable that some of us might say, "Oh, well, yeah, I'm not gonna volunteer because it's not my context," when in reality, it's because they're not prepared. Mm, probably. And so that's really what I want us to hear is. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about the context. Be prepared, and then when the opportunity presents itself, you will have it. Yeah. But if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. it can be served up to you, and you're like, uh, mm, uh, you know, and you yeah. don't have anything. You stumble, and or you just don't. Yeah. Don't. And so be prepared. First Peter three fifteen. Be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I think that's really important. Yeah. Now I will say. Being always prepared is also a task in itself mm-hmm. because when you're in different, in like a context so far removed, mm. like you, mm, I wasn't <laughs> ready for that question. Come back in 10 minutes. I have an answer for that, but yeah. I got to get in the right mindset. Um, you've heard the phrase um, elevator, elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. It is it one minute? Is it two minutes? I can't remember the. The, the timeline. But anyway, the whole idea is... Depends on which context. Well, um, I've heard the the whole elevator pitch idea is just you should be able to get a, your point across or 
make your pitch, you know, whatever it may be, in the time it would take you to get from, you know, the entry level to the third floor, you know, on an elevator. Yeah. Uh, the elevator pitch for a movie is you pitch it within, within less than a paragraph. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. See, and I do think... Um, Some people would say two sentences. All right. My elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this was my elevator pitch. Um, when people would ask me what brought me to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they would find out I wasn't from here. Because um, I'm from the state of Oklahoma, yes. in case nobody knew that. I'm hoping. I think everyone knows. But no, I would love it if other people, <laughs> if some people didn't. Because that means we got new listeners. <laughs> Welcome, new listeners. I know, well, but anyway, and I would say the short version is God. And then I would have people say, oh, wow, that sounds like a lot. Or, oh, tell me more. Or, you know, and I that's that's really short. But I'd be like, oh, well, what brought me to Georgia? God. Because sometimes it'd be like, oh, military? No. Mm. Oh, this? No. S- school? Did you go to VSU? No. God. Yep. And then it's like the open door, you know, yep, for yep, that. Yep. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so our testimonies, we should be prepared to give them. This is what Mark chapter 5, verse 19 says. Um, this is when Jesus is, is instructing someone he just healed, someone who had been demon-possessed, and he says... Go home to your people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Like, go and testify. Go and tell. Go and speak of what I've just done for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is when you know the the script has flipped because for a while Jesus was like, shh, 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 don't say anything yet. It's not my time. It's not my time. Shh. Right. You know. But now he's like, go and tell. Yes. Go and tell them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's time. Mm-hmm. So it's like if God has done something in your life, speak it. Talk about it. Now. What, all right, so we've talked about um, the importance of sharing our story, the, the power of our story, um, why we should, we should be prepared to share it, um, and then to know, to be reminded that the story in and of itself, it's not about listen to my story. In all reality, when we talk about our testimonies, it's really, it's God's testimony it's mm-hmm. it's jesus's work in us like we're just part of the story but it's jesus is the central figure not you or me whenever right. we tell a story so ultimately this is about um when we tell our story it's about how we have been transformed and the fact that this transformation is still possible is is available for the hearer as well mm-hmm. so here's a couple of more scriptures i want to share this is about transformation um, well-known passages, fairly well-known. 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. That's a story. Yeah. If you used to be one, living your life one way and now you're going in a different direction, that's a story. Mm-hmm. And so that's a transformation story. Share the story. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, Because of His great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. So it's transformation story. There it is. It's this this promise of new life. And so we have transformation. When we share our story, Josh, when we encourage other people, um, it's, it's to bring... Um, this is my philosophy. I'll say this for sure. I'm definitely not a... a hellfire and brimstone person. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, um, I think that 
the message of Jesus should always be packaged in hope and promise. And mm-hmm. and yes, at times it still comes in the form, I might receive it in the form of conviction in my own heart because of sin, um, but it's still wrapped in the goodness of the Lord and not um, just focused on damnation. Wrath. Yeah. And so encouragement is, I think, a very powerful way in which to share our story. Mm-hmm. Um in Romans chapter 1, Paul is he's wanting to go to the believers in Rome, and he says that I want to I come to you, verses 11 and 12, um, so that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So it's a de- the desire in sharing our story is an encouragement. Um, in Hebrews chapter 10, he says, let's consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Like, this is about encouraging one another. This is life. This is hope. This is promise that we right. want to share with each other, right? Um, so I don't know. You know, I, we were talking about this Sunday with Paul, and he's um, sharing this with the whole standing before groups of people. Um, he knows what is in store for him, uh, much like, you know, the one he professes, Jesus, who came to Jerusalem knowing what was in store for him. Um, but it didn't. It regard in regards to Paul, it didn't um, deter him mm-hmm. from being faithful to the message and sharing promise and hope and transformation. And that's what our stories should be about. Our testimony, um, when we witness, evangelize, share, whatever you want to call it, it has this power to impact lives and to draw other people to Christ. That's the that's the hope. The the possibility. And so just as, as Paul shared um, his transformational encounter with Jesus there on that road to Damascus, we need to stop and think. And so this is a, a, a challenge to all of us to be prepared for us to share, okay, what's our story of redemption? What, what is it that we can emphasize about the power of God's grace in our lives? What is it? What was the change that occurred because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ in our lives. Like, if let's share that part of our lives because it's through our testimonies that we can be these instruments of inspiration, encouragement um, to those who need to hear, who are really hungry to hear the message of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we assume one of two things. Either the people around us have already heard it or that they don't want to hear it. And... That's not, um, that's not the reality. Right. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that every person we encounter is, if you can get their focus, you know, if you can, if you can get them away from, you know, the, the screen in front of them, like you and I both have in front of us right now, uh, <laughs> but to have a genuine conversation with someone, yes. um, what you will find is we are all in search of meaning um, that that we were not maybe we're not in search maybe we found it we know that God is is the purpose and the meaning but we still have the hunger for it and it's like for fulfillment and promise and hope and that is found in God through the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and that should we need to re, I need to remember that I'm talking to myself right now I need to keep that in mind when I engage with every person I come in contact with yeah that there's a desire to be closer to the Creator. Um, I fully, be- I firmly believe that. And, and I mean, I know there, there are some people who will just adamantly say no, but 
I even why think with, would they say with, no? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's people that say no, but I maybe I'm being an optimist in this. I think if, and I'm not saying me personally, but I think if if someone had enough time mm-hmm. um, to to invest in someone like that who's just like absolutely not, I do not believe, I do not agree. I think with enough enough time and witness. Um, that 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 person would see the truth. I truly do. Yeah, I don't know of anyone that's ever actually spent the like an actual amount of time studying the Bible has not walked like personally. I don't. I've never. I've never met someone that's walked away mm-hmm. unchanged or hardened from reading it. Ooh. Um. Well, I think you get into some technicalities there. I know people who have read it for the purpose of trying to not believe it. Ooh, well, that's my. Go pick up Mallory, Shannon. Well, I mean, for like <laughs> walk into it open minded. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, we go into the whole free will. Yeah. Deal here, where it's like well, you can choose not to believe. I mean, yeah. I mean, we have examples of it in scriptures of people who just, I mean, the rich young ruler. He was just like, "What do I got to do?" He's like, "Do this. give it all away and, and follow me." And he's like, mm, "Can't do can't that. Do it." You know. I mean, so it's it's possible. But I still think, like even with that example, mm-hmm. he was there before Jesus, Master. Yeah. Well, I believe. What else do I need to do? You know, it's like, I, how can I? How can I do this better? How can I be? Mm-hmm. You know, he, was, he wasn't willing to put in what it took. Yeah. So I think that that has a big part of it. So, um, if you're if you're, we've talked about our stories. So if yeah. you're interested in our stories, we've mm-hmm. actually done a podcast for them. So episode 40 through 42 uh-huh. is uh, mine and your stories. Yes. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. Episodes 40, and 41, 40, and 42. 42. Yep. Yeah. So go and take a listen to that and see what you find. So um, that's all I really have for us today. I just wanted to kind of, uh, I don't know, set us up for where we're going this yeah. Sunday and course i've got this just churning in my brain right now as i mm, look ahead into january that's exciting yeah i'm looking forward to i mean i don't want to skip over our advent season because when when we do conclude the series on acts we're gonna have it will be um it'll be the sunday before thanksgiving yes and then um the sunday right after thanksgiving is advent season that's our christmas season um and so we'll have four or five weeks there of um well it, it's of a great time i of, mean if if you wait well. until the actual season to start worrying about it, we're in trouble. <laughs> worrying? What are you talking about? You mean planning? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like if if I'm planning Christmas two weeks before <laughs> Christmas, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I'm would, already when that when, gives me anxiety just you saying yeah. that. Like when Advent starts, I'm thinking about Easter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so we are look ahead kind of people. So. Yep. Um. Listen, friends. Um, would you stop and consider your story mm-hmm. today and be prepared to share it? What I really, really think is, is, is a, the way the Holy Spirit works is if you and I have our story and we are thinking about it and prepared to talk about it, um, that we're going to see the people that God brings to us mm-hmm. for us to have those conversations and it might be the elevator pitch, and it might be 30 minutes, and it could be two hours. Um, you'll know. But we need to be prepared to share what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, how we've been transformed. Um, that's the, the very best story we could ever share. So, 
I Amen. Hope, that, hope you'll be ready to do that. And um, anything you want to mention? Uh, we just got a few things coming up. We yep. have a men's ministry night coming up on October 17th. Yeah. Um, so six o'clock. Dudes, come on. Six o'clock in, in the auditorium. Yeah. Um, Porch Fest is October, October 29th, 29th from four to six. That's going to be fun. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. I, I always like that, that, yep. um, that day. And I really like the, um, the response we've seen so far, even from community people excited mm-hmm. about it. So yep. there's an opportunity yep. to talk to people. So, Hey, thanks for listening. And uh, we hope to see you this Sunday and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Josh. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the one sixty seven podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.